0: Hello everybody, this week I am so excited to bring you Lindsey Gray from The Subconscious Hacker. Two of my most favorite words in one title and she helps couples reach their next level through our brand new method. She was just telling me only 10 people in the world are, th- are certified to teach the heart freedom method. So I am going to pass the mic to you, Lindsay, and you can tell us all about your life story, your chapters, and how this method is helping couples.
1: Absolutely, thanks Olga. I, I think I'm gonna start at the age of 40 <laughs> um, because that's when things change drastically for me. And, you know, I had a lot of self-sabotaging behaviors in relationships prior to that, you know, not feeling loved enough, not feeling, um, you know, always second guessing myself, you know, have I chosen the right person? Um, So I signed up initially, actually, initially I signed up with my coach, uh, Dr. Lise Janelle. She's the creator of the Heart Freedom Method. And I initially signed up with her for business coaching and my life just went, took this like crazy new level. Like We just uncovered so many stories from my past that are hidden in my subconscious. Um, And it's like, when you start doing that, it feels like, you know, you have a, like a a car windscreen and you had mud all over it and you can't really see clearly where you're going. And as you take these stories away, that screen just gets clearer and clearer. And it, you know, you're not carrying this heavy weight um, with you. And so things just started to unfold in the most beautiful way in my life. Um, But prior to that, I have been through divorce. My partner, uh, we've been, actually, we just celebrated our eight years together yesterday. He has been through divorce. And we had polar opposite experiences. <laughs> I had a very easy divorce. Um, you know, there were no children involved. Um, and it was a long time ago. But I made the decision after that, like when that happened, when, when I was going through my divorce, I made the decision to not be bitter about it, to, you know, not let it ruin me um, and to be able to go and live a full life. Um, my partner has a complete opposite experience, but the beauty of it is that, um, we have this method to use during his, during his divorce and during the really, really hard times. And you can use it on the spot for when you have that, you don't know, have that emotional reaction to something. You can use it on the spot. You can figure out, and usually it's not what you think is bothering you. So if you have, let's say, and I'm sure your listeners can (laughs) relate to this, your ex does something and it bothers the hell out of you, you have this emotional reaction, you can feel it. When you start to look inside at the story, it's not related to that person at all. It's related to something in your past. And you start to clear all these up and then you become less and less reactive You can make better decisions. It's just incredible. Yeah. (laughs) I love
0: that you mentioned two different stories of the same, let's call it challenge, because Mm -hmm. that's how I see divorce to me. It's a challenge. It's a transition. It's just a momentary uh, point in your life that we get to choose. And I love when you said I made the decision that I wasn't going to be bitter about it. We do get to choose how it's going to unfold. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we choose consciously, sometimes we use, we choose subconsciously. And I believe that in your case, you had a beautiful subconscious narrative that said, I don't have children, this is going to be easy. I have control over my emotions. Exactly. Whereas probably, and here I am, please forgive me, completely projecting and analyzing a situation that I don't really know. Oh, well. <laughs> but I'm just gonna tell you based on my experience with as a divorce coach with my clients, when you put children to the equation, the the subconscious belief changes dramatically. It's like, oh, this is gonna be so awful, and it's going to upset me. So mm-hmm. I like how you already pointed out at people same path, two very different experiences. And then how you mm-hmm. say about when we are triggered, it's never the you didn't take the trash out. It's all about the trash. It's oh yeah, yes. about that.
1: <laughs> it's never about the trash. <laughs> it's
0: never about, trash. <laughs> it's never about trash. It's not even about you. You, I tell this to a lot of people when they're like, but my partner really annoys me about this. And I go, we're just playing a game of tag. You you got it, right? I'm it. I have that anger inside of me for whatever reason. You just happen to be next to me. So I tag you and I pass that opinion to you. But trust me, it has nothing to do with you. It has something to do with me being five years old and something that happened with the trash, whatever. <laughs> or exactly. something that happened where somebody disrespected me and didn't listen to my wishes blah, blah, blah. So I want to hear more about how do you do what you were talking at the beginning of clearing that
1: windscreen. Clearing that windscreen. Yes. So, um, actually I'm going to use an example. I actually used the heart freedom method on myself before this podcast, because I felt a little, you know, I haven't done a podcast before and I was like, Oh, I feel a little emotion there. And I felt it in my chest. So I do what, what the method does is it takes you back to the age in which you form that belief. So when you form a belief, you create a chemical snapshot that enters your physiology. And then when it's triggered, you feel it again in that same area. So mine actually went back funnily enough to when I was 27, and this was uh, the year before I divorced and I wasn't able to express myself in that relationship. So I had a fear of not being able to express myself in this podcast. So I was able to clear that. Um, and then I no longer felt that feeling. It was gone.
0: Oh, that's fascinating. Okay. I know yeah. that is part of the hard uh, <laughs> method, but how were you able to go back to that precise moment? Because I think that that's what we all get lost. We just don't yeah. know when the sort of the wedge happened. Yeah. So
1: in, in person, if it's in person, you can use muscle testing to get there. If it's not in person, you can use a body scan. So you would use a body scan and then take them back uh, through how to explain it. You would, you would kind of scan through the ages and you feel it Mm. at the age or, you know, you know, in, in your, mind you know how old you felt at that time so that is how you get there and then you can clear it you have to clear it through gratitude always gratitude you have to be grateful for that experience how has it helped you
0: but how can you find the gratitude if that experience was recorded as a negative event where you could not
1: because there's always more to a story so For me, it was that I was more conscious of being able to communicate. I appreciated communication. Um, But I also you uh, go and clear it by going and talking to yourself and like, no, you're fine. (laughs) You're you're all good. Uh, But there's, I think most of the skill, like it's a very simple method, but the skill lies in asking the right questions and getting right in there to to uncover um, why you're feeling that way and once you learn the technique are you able to see the
0: trauma let's call it trauma or the or a bad recording of that memory happening yeah. as it's happening so then you don't have to go back and live for 20 years with that m- misconception in your head
1: yeah so once once that path is cleared that emotional path is cleared it's gone forever Mm -hmm. so you retest now if you can feel it it is gone forever but you can have an experience with multiple thoughts you have thousands of thoughts per day so you can have multiple thoughts that come around one issue and we tend to have nodes in our life so uh, times in our life where we have had a lot of uh, traumas or experiences (laughs) um and you keep coming back to that from a different angle. So are there any universal ones that
0: you see as you work with clients? I will think not being able to express yourself, not being mm-hmm. able to be voiced or even your voice to be heard must be a universal one. Are there others that are pretty common and that we're, we're almost sure that every single one of us will have?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. The main ones are not feeling worthy of love. And that one comes from your typically your parent, your mother or feminine carer, <laughs> I guess. Um, so that usually comes from from your mum. And the kind of stories that come up are, you know, you're crying as a baby, or you're crying, or you're maybe five years old, and your mum is busy and she doesn't have time for you, and you create the the illusion that you're unworthy of love, If she can't give you the time, you create the illusion that you're unworthy of love. So that is a, a lie that you will carry with you. And it will, you will attract situations and experiences in your life that confirm that. And when you confirm that, it gets strengthened. So that is how like people will keep attracting the same kind of situations over and over again until you clear that um I was going somewhere and then I uh, lost track of that um I was asking you the universal ones that's that's right um some of the universal ones um I mean everyone the thing is like everyone has these different experiences so you know you that there are some common, common ones. Usually it's being unworthy of love. Um, It can be uh, things at school, like feeling dumb, you know, like making a mistake at school and feeling dumb, Um, some others. Well, there's lots. (laughs) The
0: one that I see a lot with my women, it's also yeah. a lot of guilt. We feel guilty, especially once you throw the mm-hmm. word motherhood in it, it almost comes with the territory. There's mm-hmm. no way of I'm doing a good job about it. Yeah. And it's interesting because in my experience and the experience of many mothers that we we feel like we get into this um, almost like a rat race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> where you compare each other and you go like, yeah, I'm never doing well enough. And my children are gonna be traumatized for life. And this creates all these stories as well that almost form your destiny because many people come to me saying, I am done with my partner, I really need to divorce, but I can't because I'm feeling guilty about my children. And I mm-hmm. think that the guilt is coming up about the idea of a divorce, but that guilt has been there all along. You just don't wanna detonate it. You don't wanna give it form in, in this reality. But I think that that's a fascinating one for me that we do not talk about. I think that talking about, I'm not worthy of love. I'm not deserving of good things. That's, that's been more on the mainstream media, but Mm -hmm. I really wonder if um, the mom guilt.
1: Definitely guilt is yeah. guilt. Shame. Shame is a huge one. Um, There's, I mean, all like a lot of the emotions, like fear, there's so much fear that people like that you form as a child, like, fear especially through adolescence i think there's a lot of fear that you know of, of trying to fit in you know um making mistakes um uh, and there's, there's a whole bunch that come up like a uh, frustration um
0: not knowing what they yeah. want and being asked to make mm-hmm. the about the rest of the life. I mean, when you think about it, we don't we don't create the best setup for ourselves. And then no wonder we get traumatized, we get scared. And we we carry this weight into Absolutely. our 30s, our 40s. And in my opinion, it happens when we have to face big transitions, big challenges, big events in our lives
1: mm-hmm. that
0: then we are forced to face all that because it gets to the point where it's just too heavy. You really can't continuum but if I'm hearing you correctly once Mm -hmm. you're applying methodology like the one that you're telling us about the heart freedom method Mm -hmm. you're able to clear this
1: to stop carrying that weight are we talking one session you can have definitely transformations in one session but this is you how many hundreds of thousands of millions of thoughts you've had in your entire lifetime you know this is life uh you know ongoing life work You know, um, my, uh, the creative creator of the Heart Freedom Method, Dr. Lise Janelle, she still does this. She's, you know, still doing this work and you're always doing this work. Well, you don't have to, but you know, you're never going to be fully free of, of, of those, but you can get the main bulk (laughs) after a while. It's just fine tuning, but once you kind of get the main bulk of it, Um, you just, if you keep doing it, you just fine tuning everything, um, after that, but usually the main ones, like when you first have your first session, I'm worthy of love is the first one, because that is what most people have is an, a feeling of unworthiness. Start clearing those first. Mm -hmm. Those are the best.
0: That, that sounds amazing. I actually think that that should be something that we are taught in
1: schools, right? That would be (laughs) exactly but at the same time when you um when you realize that uh, and this is what uh, dr lee's calls the first part of your life the unconscious phase and this is boot camp this is where you make the mistakes this is where you form the opinions this is where you have you know the, the tough things in life and you reach a point in your life where you're like okay i'm done enough is enough i need a change and Often, I believe the right thing comes into your life when you need it, the right method or something comes into your life when you really need it. And that is when you can start to become into the conscious phase of your life. So when you're aware of your feelings and your emotions and where they're coming from and that you're not your emotions. So, you know, you can, there is merit in having those terrible experiences as a child but I think it'll be so wonderful to give kids a tool to manage that and and make sense of it Mm -hmm. what would you say though because I feel
0: that we walk around and Yes, sometimes I think that there's that midlife crisis moment. Mm-hmm. I actually call it midlife arises because to me, it's that opportunity to say, okay, I've been doing things one way, let's try a different way. Mm-hmm. But I also see a lot of people that do not. And that's the people that scare me the most. I'm always <laughs> like, I'm not afraid of those who lose it temporarily. I'm afraid of those who are so capable of functioning like, nah, nah, like little robots. How Do you think that it's possible to live either that unconscious life or... A life that maybe just you you don't
1: want to change. What? No, I think that's fine. I I don't believe that the whole world is going to change and be this happy, enlightened universe because you know you have you know you have the light and dark side in life. And if you don't have the dark side, you don't learn. So you don't have anything to sort of um, ignite something in you you can have inspiration but you know i think you will learn from other people and we reflect in each other i think everyone will get better Mm -hmm. (laughs) eventually but i i don't think we're ever going to have this universe where everyone's completely enlightened and um it'd be nice yes It'll be nice. <laughs> Maybe at the same time it'll be boring. Who knows? No, <laughs> it might be actually quite boring. We'll be all there, you know, all um, you know, enlightened <laughs> and right. you know, yeah, exactly. And people just want a, a good old argument. <laughs> we need to feel good them. sometimes, don't they?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you then so in your life when have you been using these techniques and thought wow without it I would have gone down a path of you
1: know, definitely know. last not last year so uh 2019 definitely 2019 was a tough year for for my partner and I and uh, he was going through very expensive family court battle Um, And it was very draining. So had we not had that method, I think it would have been a lot tougher for us. And I think we would have fought with each other and just had a really miserable year. But we are both very grateful for that year because without it, it wouldn't have pulled up all these old emotions and old stories. So by having that year, we were able to clear a hell of a lot. And last year we had a great year emotionally. And you know, since that's happened, it's, you know, it's been great. Mm. So, so we had yeah, yeah. So we had that, we had that challenge, we worked through the challenge, and we came out on top of it.
0: Right, which, which yeah. is quite exciting to think. Okay, it's not like you get some magic wand that you make all the challenges disappear and suddenly yeah. lose control. Challenges are still going to happen. 2020 <laughs> Prove that. Yeah. <laughs> but at least you are able to more than just survive, you can thrive through them. And like you say now, you are grateful for that experience. You show you.
1: Absolutely. All the, yeah. All those and sh- it's important to be grateful in it. I know it's really hard because when you're feeling like garbage and you're feeling like you're at wits' end, It's so hard to feel grateful for that moment, but it's but you know you can turn that turn that around and use it to your advantage because when you come out of the cloud and you won't be in that for your whole life. You're never in a big cloud for for a huge amount of time. You come out, you'll feel a lot lighter. So, What
0: would be the difference between therapy
1: and your process? So therapy, I would recommend for people who are highly emotional, who maybe have some mental health issues as well, that would be a therapy thing. This method is good because we don't treat depression and anxiety, that's therapy stuff we treat people who want to change their mindset. So people who are ready. So if you are in a state, in a very highly emotional state, last thing you want to be told is that you need to be responsible for your emotions. <laughs> because I'm thankful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I would, I would uh, recommend therapy, mm. pacify, get yourself to a place where okay i'm ready i'm ready to make some changes i'm ready to take responsibility that's where i come in <laughs>
0: that is such a harsh truth and i have to agree with you we we all want to go into the fix it this is how we fix it this is but sometimes fixing it involves very you know difficult <laughs> emotional challenges for us like take responsibility you took part in this you created mm-hmm. you co-created this reality and it's true that there is Sometimes where we cannot hear it, and I'm gonna include myself in it. There are sometimes where you're just so much in it, you're like in the in the tornado of emotions that you cannot just sit down there and listen and become this advanced human. You have to go through those emotions, maybe get you know also professional help from therapy to be able to regulate your emotions and then change your mindset, which is what I'm hearing you say. This is mm-hmm. emotions. The emotions get caused by the mindset, but you know you have to keep those emotions somehow contain to be mm-hmm. able to get to the mindset
1: absolutely yeah yeah so it's for people that are ready
0: <laughs> right 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 right, right. Yeah. so who who is your ideal client who have you worked with that
1: um with? my ideal client would be a couple that are happy to some to some extent maybe you know all couples have their arguments disagreements you know as you go through but a couple that is just ready to just go deeper and find the next level of their relationship. So what happened with my partner and I, I started doing the work first and there was a time when we hit our five-year mark, and this is a really funny story, and this is how your emotions do do things to you. We hit the five-year mark and I was miserable I was unhappy I thought he didn't love me um and I was like second guessing everything I'm like what have I done five year mark so Dr. Lee's uncovered for me that my first relationship was five years my ex-husband that I was with was for five years and so I had this Pavlovian response that my relationship's going to turn to shit that five years And you will make sure of it if it doesn't, right? Because you're going for it. Yes, yes. Exactly. So I was able to like work through this and realize that, no, it's, there's nothing wrong. And, you know, I had chosen him for a reason and we worked through and we found those reasons and it was, things just switched. Like it was like a switch went off. Things were like fantastic. When he started doing the work, that's when things took a whole different level. So we started doing the heart freedom method on each other. And, you know, when you've been together for such a long time, you think, you know, your partner, but when you start doing the method, you find these little stories about them and stories from their past, and some of them are so heartwarming and you're like, oh, and you just feel this immense love and compassion for their inner child having this thought that's affecting them now. So it's, it's, it's really beautiful what it does in a relationship. And you just know, you just have so much more compassion for each other and you know them on a, a much
0: deeper level. And once again, so this is not marriage therapy. This is not, I'm coming to you because I'm about to strangle this person. Yeah. <laughs> they're coming to you from a good place, but they want to get better. And that's something remarkable. We tend to go and find help when things are, at its end I mean like when you just beating up that marriage that relationship that body whatever it is Mm -hmm. and then you're like okay now how do we turn the boat around and I I think it's important to realize that very often there's no comeback from that but if you work on things while they're going well while you are still capable of sitting down with this person and like you said reconnect because you know life life sends us in different directions and Mm -hmm. Often we forget about how important this person is for us. So I, I love that you're saying this is how you go from good
1: to great,
0: you know? Yeah. Relationship. Yeah.
1: And, and it, it, yeah. oh, sorry. And it's really it's it's not as serious, you know. Sometimes I think this whole self-help universe is kind of like can be a little serious, but it's actually quite fun to do this method on each other, and we'll we'll do stuff like you know I'll leave a cupboard open or, or he'll do something and then we'll test each other to see where that comes from and they'll be like oh it's you <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually it's actually quite fun um to, to use this method
0: i love it it's a it's a better way to get to know your partner yeah so i'm gonna ask you so do you work with the couples or do you teach each individually and then they play this game quotation marks
1: yeah. Absolutely. You can do both. So you can come to me as an individual. Um, and, you know, I can sort of help you through. And sometimes it's, if you don't have a partner that's on board with this, start with you because you can, you know, people say you can't change your partner. You can through your own work. (laughs) So when you have that emotional charge inside, you trigger each other. Once you remove it yourself, They'll change towards you. Not like, you know, them, I don't know if they'll be coming home with flowers and stuff. I don't know. Or maybe wearing, not wearing cargo shorts. I don't know. I don't know what, not that way, but their energy changes towards you when you do your inner work. And hopefully you'll inspire them to join you and do it together. That
0: is so true. And it happens in relationships, in friendships, at the workplace. There is this law about vibration that you know, a higher vibration tends to make other people go higher. And that's why sometimes you repel people that are like, no, I want to be in a miserable space. I can't be around you. But then there'll be other people that will be inspired. And to me, inspiration is that, it's just saying, hey, it's possible. Come, Mm -hmm. do it. And they look at you and they go, okay, She can do it, I can do it. And I feel that if you do that in relationships, that's why the inner work really helps because you are improving yourself. The other person, you're either going to be repelled by it and then it's like, okay, goodbye. Or you're going to connect even deeper, which again, for me, both options are just as beautiful.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think um, especially when you are so, when you're both on board with each other's goals, this method's super powerful because you can test your emotional response to your goal. They can test their emotional response to their goal and you can together test your response to each other. Mm-hmm. So I may have a fear, say my partner wants to buy a yacht <laughs> and I might have a fear that if he buys this yacht, he I'll never see him again, he'll be off on this yacht. Mm-hmm. So you can test these things together. And when you start doing this work together, you will manifest, I believe, faster than by yourself. We did it for our house. We wrote a list of all the things I wanted, all the things he wanted, and we test each other separately and together on this. And we got what we wanted. Like it was, we were just, okay, that's bizarre. It blew us away. Well, so this is
0: basically a bringing Santa to you any day of the year. I
1: love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to be calling you, me and my fiance. We're going to put our goals together and we're going to make sure that we are heart freedom all the way. And I just want to ask you the last two questions uh-huh. before I, we say goodbye, unfortunately. And the first question is, where do you see your next great
1: chapter? I see helping a lot more people. I feel like people are becoming more open to this work Um, and it is trending and it's very popular, but I do see, I I really wanna help as many couples as I can live a sort of more awakened conscious life um so that's that's my next chapter is to help people i uh am a wedding photographer as well so i've been around couples and i love couples and that's why i took it in this direction because i'm just i just love them (laughs) and i didn't want to let go of my couples um i love that
0: i have to confess as well because Mm -hmm. i kind of work on the other end of the spectrum as a divorce coach but i say the same i say i want to help people and i love couples i love love I just know that sometimes we need to get out of one relationship to get into a better one. So- oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And the work you're doing is so important and so needed. And I think it's just wonderful. Like, I'm really grateful we met.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And I wanted everybody to also know, I mean, you already mentioned it. You are divorced. Your partner is divorced. One easy divorce, one not so easy. And yet here we, here we have two amazing humans creating an incredible relationship where all your goals and aspirations are becoming true. So for those of you who are hearing us and have that belief, I mean, obviously you have to call Lindsay and she's gonna free you from that belief, but also know that this is the inspiration that you need. So I'm, I'm so happy that you've also shown your life and what you're doing. And my last question is, where do you see the world's next great chapter?
1: Ooh. I think we're heading into a really interesting time. I really do. Like 10 years ago, I had such a dystopian view of the the planet. I thought, you know, climate change, we're we're going to shit. But I think uh, on a human level, we're we're, we're going places. And I think there's going to be some really beautiful things happening in the world. People helping each other, people loving each other more. And I think that's where the next chapter is going. And that's what I'm focusing on.
0: I love it. Okay, I'm staying with that inspiration. I like I like how you started. We're going to interesting places and I was like, what are those places? <laughs> 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 like that. Then you said it was light and beauty. So the last thing for all of our listeners is where can they find you, Lindsay?
1: You can find me at my website, subconscioushacker.com. Um, you could follow me on Instagram. I only have four posts on there right now. Uh, and that's subconscious, subconscious underscore hacker. Perfect. I'll put
0: everything on the notes. And yes, everybody, let's go and follow her, support her. And more importantly, I will contact you again. Um, Let's get this work done. I, I do think that the world needs more happy couples. So I hope that everybody was inspired by today's conversation. And thank you so much, Lindsay, for being here. Thank you
1: so much, Olga.
0: Thank you, everybody. I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and remember to subscribe and review my podcast because I just love hearing from you. You can also follow my journey on my Instagram account at Divorce for Love and join our Facebook group in the show notes. See you next week.